This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. I want to take you back 40 years to 1979. A little more specifically, I want to take you back to February of 1979. You see, we were 10 months from the end of the 70s, which means the end of disco, which was all the rage from 1970 to 1979. And the number one song in February of 1979 for all four weeks was Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart. And you may say, hey, Michael, what are we going to talk about this month? Well, we're not going to talk about Rod Stewart, but we are going to talk about the second number two song in February of 1979. That song was from a group made up of a gentleman by the name of Felipe Rose, who was the Indian, Alex Briley, who was the GI, Glenn Hughes, who was the biker, and Jeff Olson, who was the cowboy. There was also a David Hodo, who was the construction worker as well. And they brought forth some of the greatest hits ever in the 70s, including In the Navy and the famous one, Macho Man. But again, those are not the two songs that we're talking about. We're talking about Solid Gold, 1979, February, from the village people... Y-M-C-A. I'm sure you remember it. I know you know the tune. I know you've probably danced to it. If you haven't, there's a wedding approaching soon when you will be able to dance to it. Well, I want to talk to you today about Y-M-C-A in a different perspective, though. I want to talk to you about it as a coaching principle. Yes, Y-M-C-A is a coaching principle that you can use in your contact center, And this coaching principle works whether the people are sitting directly in front of you or whether they're on the phone remotely. YMCA stands for four different components, your thoughts, my thoughts, calibrate, and take action. Let's jump right in. The first phase of YMCA in coaching is the Y, which stands for your thoughts. And if you're listening to this, it's not your thoughts. It's the frontline employees' thoughts. If you're going to sit down and have a coaching session, the first rule is the employee speaks first. And they speak first for a number of reasons. And if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, you can go back and take a listen to the podcast related to culture. And that is that we want the employees to own their performance, to own the communication of their performance and to be the ones that are solely responsible. When you're managing or coaching 12 to 25 people, it's impossible for you to keep track of every one of them. So what you need is you need the employee to be responsible for their data. So in the YMCA process, they speak first, and it's their thoughts. 
And what we're looking for is for them to communicate exactly what's going on. It might sound something like this. My adherence is on target. Actually, the change that I made this month to leave for the daycare center five minutes early has actually worked out really, really well for me. My QM scores are also on target. My CSAT score is actually at a 4.7. I know I need to be at a 4.85, so I've got some work to be done in that area. The client's feedback that they've been giving me is is that I'm speaking too fast. I need to slow down. On the CSAT front, though, there is something positive, and that is that I am 10 away from achieving my centennial legacy achievement, which is 100 perfect CSAT scores. So there is something positive that's coming out of uh, that particular area. I've just finished my training on empathy, and my next training coming up is on professional etiquette. Uh, I do have a question regarding the delivery changes. I I don't quite understand the, the last man. I'm hoping that you can provide me with some sort of data associated with that. On the home front, Dana and the girls are great. Uh, Olivia actually wants to play softball, and I'm thinking about actually becoming the assistant coach. Uh, Just want you to know I'm also on a diet trying to lose 10 pounds, so uh, you can encourage me and let me know that that's a good thing. So with that, I'll turn it back to you. That's an example of the kind of update or feedback that you want to get from your frontline rep when you start their, their thoughts, which are your thoughts. And the reason for that is, is I want to get some business I want to get some areas where they've been successful. I want them to acknowledge the areas that they've been challenged in. We want them to be able to communicate some things that are going on with them personally, some of the goals that they may have personally as well as professionally. And we want them to know their numbers, which means they had to sit down and prep for your one-on-one in the same way that you had to prep for your one-on-one. So things like, what is your focus? What's your focus for the week? Questions that they have. If you're sitting with them directly and you're sitting across from them, then I want you to establish eye contact, no distractions, don't be looking at your phone, communicate that it's a safe environment and be engaged with the person when you're talking to them. Your focus on them, they are the most important person in the room at this particular time, and your focus on them, your ability to centrally make your attention be on what they're saying, what they're doing, and not your phone, and not the people walking behind you, and not your, not your, your phone on your desk ringing, or emails that are pinging, you're focused completely on them. And when you do that, they recognize that they're important, they recognize this is a serious conversation. Odds are pretty good that you're probably not talking to these people more than once, once a week, once every two weeks, once a month. This is an important coaching session, and it starts out with them communicating when they need to communicate. Don't let them get away with not communicating all the different areas that you need to. If you need to give them a questionnaire that they can fill out, we'd be happy to give you a copy of one. You want to make sure that they cover all the different areas, that it requires them to do a little bit of prep work, and they communicate exactly where they are. So when we're done with your thoughts, we then turn to my thoughts. That's us. That's the supervisor. That's the coach. That's the manager. That's the leader. The first thing that we do is we encourage and acknowledge. 
It is the absolute first thing that we do is to encourage and acknowledge. And we do that for two reasons. Number one, the single best attribute that you can have as a contact center frontline representative is the ability to be able to acknowledge when a customer says something and then be able to turn that into either a business connection or a personal connection. So one of the ways that we exhibit that, that we show that to our to our employees, that we model that to employees, is that when they speak, we acknowledge what they say. So we might say, hey, that's absolutely fabulous that you're on with adherence and your QM scores. Uh, great news that you're, that you're going to hit your 100 centennial on your CSAT scores. And you know what? I have noticed that you're um, speaking a little bit too fast as well. So uh, we'll pick, put a note in to have QM when they listen to you to also help with that to see whether we can help you in those areas. Uh, Anything I can do to help you with the weight, be happy to do. Um, I lost 10 pounds last month. This is how I did it. Whatever the combination of things are, we acknowledge and we encourage, right? We're looking for ways to communicate and validate their current successes, areas they can succeed in or will succeed in. So anything that we can do to communicate encouragement and acknowledgement. We also can, uh, you know, by doing this, we're affirming their thoughts. We're also infer- affirming their challenges and their struggles. So you're, you're, you're listening to them and responding back to them, the things that they've said so that you can, so that they can move forward and they know that you've heard them. Well, now that you've done that, and, and by the way, this is a really difficult thing to do. It's one of the, the hardest things for me to do is to acknowledge, you see, because when I sit down for a meeting, I got a ton of stuff I want to talk about, right? I got my full list there of things that I want to talk about, and I consider myself to be a really good listener. But sometimes being a really good listener, I'm so quick to try to get to this, my stuff that I forget to acknowledge their stuff. If you want them to listen to your stuff, you have to make sure that you listen to their stuff. So now when you're onto your issues, right now we, you need to communicate, you know, the corporate goals, any big organizational things that performance uh, needs that are, that are in front of you, any team element, elements that are going on, uh, how their skill set and challenges affect the department or their team, anything you do in that area. Then we're going to begin to focus a little bit on their individual assessment of where they are um, and and how they're doing and and to talk through some of the numbers. You can now give them areas that you think they need to work on. Perhaps they missed something. Perhaps you've seen something in the numbers that you want to bring up to them. Um, In this particular case, the fact that I'm working on CSAT is, is, is not enough. You also want me to focus on perhaps there's a job knowledge area uh, where you've seen something that I need to work on. And you might even be able to direct them to a teammate that they might be able to work with someone in the department who excels in the area that they're working on. So when I've communicated, they communicated their thoughts, I've communicated my thoughts, we now hit the third stage, which is calibration, right? And, and this is where we kind of have an agreement on the status. Basically, this means you see what I see, right? And, and this is a, this is a, two-way conversation, right? This is where you kind of verify that you hurt each other, right? So you understand what I understand, right? We've created this, this communication where now we're just trying to calibrate. And it's really not much different than the calibration sessions that you have when you sit down with your supervisors and you all get around and you listen to a call. And perhaps maybe as part of your coaching uh, process, you might actually listen to a call with them. And you could do that in the in the my thoughts or in this calibration session where you actually sat down and listened to a call and talked through it. The thing that you want to achieve in calibration is you want to get to what I call violent agreement. 
which means that you guys are without any question, you're in complete agreement as to exactly where you stand. Now, you may have some difference of opinions on what they are. They may think that they're a little bit better than you are. They may paint it as a more rosy picture. Maybe you're painting it as an area that needs to be worked on a little bit more. That's okay. I don't mind if, if you're not completely connected on some things that might be related to an opinion. Although, let's be clear, the company's opinion and your opinion matter more than the frontline rep's opinion. Right? So if they say they're not rude and QM says they're rude and you say they're rude and the customers say they're rude, they're rude. I'm not talking about those kind of, of, of disconnects or those kind of places where you're not in complete agreement. But we are looking for violent agreement where you both understand exactly where you are. And remember, this is all about them. We're going to work as hard for them as they work for themselves. And we're trying to help them be successful. And you're a manager, hopefully, that has your rep's best interests in mind and you've communicated that to them so they know that you're on their side. So what we're trying to do is to work together as a team. You're, you're not as much testing them as you are coming alongside them to try to help. You're both looking at their performance together and trying to find some ways that it can get better. We're going to celebrate the things that they really do well, and we're going to encourage them to work on the areas that they need to work on with the result being that when we get together next month, they've gotten better. And of course, we need them to be better as a person. Obviously, we want them to stick around. So that's why we have to connect with them on a personal level. And we have to make sure that this is more than just an IVR type of coaching session. So when we've got an agreement on needs and an agreement on a timetable of the things that we're going to do, the final stage after your thoughts, my thoughts, calibrate is actions, right? What are we going to do? How are we going to measure them? And it's obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway. We're going to write it down so that their list matches our list. And they're going to know exactly what the things are that you're going to do to help them achieve their goals. And equally as important, you're going to know what they're going to do. And they're going to know what they're going to do. Because in the end, when we get to action, we have to have an agreement on ownership. Ownership of the challenges, ownership of the success, ownership of the awards, ownership, which is on the frontline employee. If you walk away from a meeting with your frontline employee and you have more to-dos on your list than they do, something is dramatically wrong. Because the agreement on the performance is that it's their performance. They're the ones that have to do the things to help them be successful. They're the ones that earn the reward. They're the ones that earn the accolades. They're the ones that are doing the job. They're the ones that are getting the check for their performance. So it's very, very important that when you sit down and go over the actions, that you clearly communicate what it is that they need to do, how to measure them, and then agree on the ownership, which is that they're going to take care of it. So quite simply, the person is going to take care of their particular area. When we use YMCA, it gives us a really pure, great coaching process because it starts really strong by letting the frontline rep prepare before they sit down and talk to you and they're responsible to communicate their performance to you. I mean, you almost could come into the meeting without any data whatsoever when things are really great because you create an environment where they own their own data. Obviously, you need to be prepared. 
But when we start with their thoughts and then we follow that right up with encouragement and acknowledgement as the very first thing that you do with your thoughts, we put put ourselves in a position where the rep knows they're responsible. They've now heard that their manager has heard them, have acknowledged the things that they've done really well, have encouraged them, and at the same time challenged them on the areas they need to work on. We then take our thoughts and we put them, we take the employee and we put them in the bigger picture of the company the bigger picture of the team and how they can contribute and the things that they need to work on. We calibrate to make sure that we both are on the same page, that we actually review and go over, that we actually did hear each other so that there's no question whatsoever. And and when we look back on the circumstances, we know exactly where we are. And then we finish up with an action list that's written down, that's owned by the frontline rep, and they go do the things they need to do. If you do that, you're going to be coming pretty darn close to having a perfect coaching session. So I don't really care whether you were into disco back in the 70s or perhaps you weren't even born in the 70s, which is probably the case. But there's probably a 70s song that you like back then. I'm sure it wasn't YMCA. But the next time that you hear the song, it should make you think a little bit about coaching. And I would strongly encourage you to use the YMCA process in your day-to-day coaching, whether your person is right in front of you or whether they're over the phone with you, because it's a solid way to make a connection and to drive frontline performance. If we can help you with any of this data, please let us know. You can reach me at mtamer at proponacy.com. It's great to speak to you this week. I hope the sun is shining wherever you are. I know you have the capacity and capability to be an amazing leader. Just go out and do it this week. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.